Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Isaiah, let me ask you a question. Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Nah, what's that? Okay, let me give you the rundown. It's basically the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you literally everything you need all in one place. Do you want to know how it works? Yeah, tell me all about it. Okay, well, Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start recording today. You don't even need any fancy software or anything like that. Whoa, we gotta get on top of that ASAP. Right? And there's still more. You can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. What? I'm on Spotify every day. Let me log on real quick. Also, with Anchor, creators like us can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. I'm going to download the Anchor app and check anchor.fm and start today. Hello, moviegoers. Welcome to the At The Movie Podcast on Silent Podcast, a place to wear everything but silent. I am your host, Isaiah, back with episode two for this podcast with my co-host, Mark Levy. Mark, what is going on, my guy? I am rocking, my friend. I mean, today's kind of a shitty day. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, if you're, uh, yeah, that was fun news. So not fun news to wake up to. Uh, fuck that shit. But that's a whole different story altogether. Um, I'm trying to keep this upbeat uh, in general. Um, I saw some really good movies this week on my own. Um, Looking, l- l- checking out Letterbox at the end of the movie. See what I saw at the end of the podcast. It's not a movie. It's a podcast, not a movie. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm doing in general mostly okay. Uh, how are you, Isaiah? I'm good. Um, you know, I'm off work today. I, I woke up watching this. Uh, the ep- the movie for this episode, Hustle. Uh-huh. Um, I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, but before we get to, I mean, what what movies did you see? Um, okay, so one of my, uh, okay, uh, let me pull out my phone, pull out my letterbox because I don't want to miss anything, right? Like that's okay. the thing, right? You don't want to miss it. Yeah. Um, there's one I want to talk about that I'm literally not allowed to talk about because there's a preview Ooh. screening for it. Oh wow. Okay. All right. So the movies that I have seen uh this week since we recorded last. Have been um, Spiderhead. Okay. Uh, I watched Airheads again. Okay. Nineteen ninety four. Um, I was uh, so uh, Tribeca Film Festival just wrapped, and I was able to finally catch some movies this year. You're there. They do retrospectives on the water, which is pretty cool for free. So mm-hmm. I saw Purple Rain there. Mm. Um, then I saw later that night. I saw Chop and Steel, uh, which is really fun documentary coming out hopefully later this year or early next year. Um, then I saw the Paul Schrader film Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I saw Brian and Charles, which was a lot of fun. Uh, came out at Sundance Film Festival this year. Then I saw RRR, uh, which we might talk about a little later. Um, then I saw last night Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And then I saw a movie we definitely will be talking about later tonight. Uh, uh, 
Pokemon Detective Pikachu. <laughs> okay, listen, you got a you got a, a movie filled week. Uh, that, that's this awesome. What I do like I told you when I was pitching myself, I'm like, I'm a big movie nerd. You want to have me yeah. talk about movies? I'm good for that. <laughs> I'm the perfect co-host for this. This is awesome. Have you caught any cool movies this week? Other than the two movies that we were supposed to watch, uh, the I mean, it's not. Yeah, you know, it, it technically is. I watched uh, Batman First Year. It's an animated uh, little movie. Really good. I, I enjoyed it. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, if you aren't new, if you are new to this podcast and you did not catch episode one, uh, that the movies podcast is the place where we talk about movies every single week. We uh, have. A movie decided on our wheel that we spin at the end of each podcast and then we decided since this is our first official one and we were just getting to know each other last episode uh we we predetermined that we were going to watch the new movie that came out this year called hustle it is on netflix um it is a basketball movie starring adam sandler and a whole bunch of other nba players um, and queen latifah don't forget queen latifah. queen latifah amazing job i can't i can't wait to talk about the cast in general yeah. um Mark, this is both of our first time watching this movie. How did you feel about Hustle? All right. So um, I'm of the age where I grew up loving Adam Sandler. Like, um, I saw Billy Madison in theaters when I was like nine years old. Like, I'm like raised on, on Adam Sandler. Um, I think Hustle does a really great job of doing what I like to think of as modern Sandler, where he's okay doing dramas while blending what we know about Adam Sandler as a human being, being a big basketball fan, and also being a pretty good sports dramedy that kind of reminded me a little bit of Moneyball in weird ways. Well, you've, um, I, I, so here's my thing about Adam Sandler before uh-huh. we even get into specifics. I like Adam Sandler, but I, like at first I was not too like strong or I didn't have like that big of a, an opinion on him because okay. I felt like a lot of the movies he did um, coming up was like all comedies, which is like, I mean, that's fine and Danny, but yeah. it, it felt like he was going from this process of, first of all, he's doing his comedies. And then he got to this point where uh, he was doing like a lot of family movies where uh-huh. he's just playing like the same character where like you can copy and paste them on all, like any movie, specifically like the grown ups uh, archetype he has, you know, um, where he's like this uh, sarcastic, passive aggressive dad, yeah. but cares about his kids. It's like whatever. But lately, like, it seems like the movies he's been doing, the dramas, I feel like is some of his best work in general, specifically Uncut Gems in here um, with, with Hustle. I think that he is such a fantastic actor uh, when it comes to these dramas, and I feel like people really need to give this guy his respect now because, my God, I was blown away. He's just really good at being an interesting, complicated human. Um, I mean, like... I remember watching Punch Drunk Love when it came out, being like, oh, cool, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie I can see by myself because it came out when I was, like, under 17. I was really excited to see it. And, like, I remember, like, I just love, like, watching him take these big swings with his Oscar movies, like, Rain Over Me, which isn't good, but it's a good performance. Um, and, like, I all, like, I mean, like, it's a thing of, it's really cool to see the evolution of what Adam Sandler is. Yeah, it, like, I feel like, I don't know what what clicked in his mind to want to do like these types of movies, but he's doing a fantastic job. And it's like, I don't know if he won any awards for like uh, Uncut Gems or anything, but like he won smaller awards. Like, um, there's a big swing for an Oscar attempt, I think. Ridiculous. Um, like, I feel like he deserved a lot more. Yeah, amazing. Like, what I love about Adam Sandler is when when he when you know, like, we all know he blows up really well. 
Like, that's just his big thing. That he's been able to market for himself the last 20 plus years. But mm-hmm. it's that thing of like, when he's about to blow up and you don't see him blow up, it's like more exciting than when him is exploding. Like, in Uncut Gems is pure tension for almost the whole running time. Yeah. Like, how, okay, I have a question because I know that I'm a big basketball fan. I know you're a bigger basketball fan than me. When you saw Uncut Gems, did you remember how the game ended? Absolutely, I hated it. It was uh, so. So you I, were like I, just so angry the whole like the whole last third yeah, of the movie. Yeah, because like, that was like my first of like like I dropped basketball for years. Yeah, and I started watching it again. Um, and that was the first year when it was like Iguodala and Drew Holiday versus uh-huh, the Celtics, uh-huh. yeah. and we beat Derrick Rose because that's the year he got hurt and his career went downhill. Derrick Rose um, always gets hurt, but that's a whole different situation. Well, that was like the main year though. Yeah, that, know, like I, his I'm career aware. was yeah. like finished. So like I was like, wow. What a what a catch twenty two man. So um, is 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 Adam Sandler a Sixers fan? I mean, this is the second movie. Um, his second as the Sixers character. So I'm mean, no, I mean, so uh, in Uncut Gems, I mean, obviously, uh, it was Kevin Garnett about the, the Celtics than, than the than the team. I think in Uncut true. Gems. Yeah. true, true that. True um, that. I think this is his first official basketball movie. Like I know, like he's done like like football movies, um, mm-hmm. between Longest Yard and uh, Waterboy. Um, he's, but I don't think he's ever done a basketball movie. But like everyone knows that he's a big basketball guy. Yeah, like when we see photos of him, he's always like wearing like basketball shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, if, if you know, obviously this is just the audio podcast, but I'm wearing my my NBA uh-huh. All Star jersey right now, Charles Barkley. Um, I see. So before we even get to the details, it's such an interesting thing because um. I remember, and I don't know if I spoke about this last podcast, my dad, he sent in our family group chat about a casting call for this movie, because for those who don't know, this was shot in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm not a Philly native, but like I act really like close. I am. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm basically a Philly native. And um, there was actually tryouts to be uh, like background characters and stuff for this movie. All you have to do is be good with for basketball. Obviously... I could not make it because I had work or whatever, but I remember hearing about this movie like last year or maybe two years ago. It was, it was a long time ago, but um, I remember the development for this and everything. Um, so I, I, this movie has a special place in my heart because I knew it was shot in Philly, but I didn't know it, it was like it breathed Philly uh, culture altogether. You hear some freeway, a uh, year Beanie Siegel in this movie. Uh-huh. That, those are um, some Philly rappers, OGs. Uh, you got like uh, a lot of stuff being shot in like Main Street. Uh, you know, we see the Wells Fargo Center. It, it was just awesome all around. Just the the, the Philly culture that's being shouted out through this movie that I really appreciated that portion of it. Um, and and as a Sixers fan, for those who don't know, I'm a I'm a obnoxious Sixers fan. <laughs> so that was a that was a plus one because I had no idea there was going to be so much Sixers involved. Yeah, there's this so movie. much. I mean, like it makes sense it's his job, you know, and like yeah. he's trying to watch over Wancho to well, Bo. Let's call him the character Bo Cruz to <laughs> play for for the team, you know. Yeah, I mean, so that, that's a perfect place to segue into so what this movie's about. So, um, Adam Sandler plays Stanley Sugarman, uh-huh. um, who he's great. Been- okay, uh, I just want to talk about this quickly before you. Open yeah, up. Adam Sandler characters always have the best names ever. Stanley <laughs> Sugarman, like, like that's like that's such a great fucking name. Like- yeah, it is. <laughs> Got a cool last name, man. Um, but he's basically a recruiter for uh, the 76ers, which is awesome. He's, um, it's interesting that uh, they have him 
overseas instead of uh, in the college world because that's kind of how the NBA is really turning in real life. Like they're, they're going overseas looking for these people. Yeah. People like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Donage, Joel Embiid, the, the list goes on. They're mm-hmm. really running the NBA right now. So, it, you know, it's kind of taking that real life perspective of uh, he's Stanley's uh, in Spain and all these other countries looking for people to come play. Um, and eventually he's being offered uh, an assistant coach job by the current owner, which his name was, uh, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, it um, was Rex Merrick. Uh, Rex Merrick, yeah. Yeah. Raised by the legendary Robert Duvall. Like, how cool is Amazing. that? Robert Duvall in an Adam Sandler movie? Oh, my God. And it's unfortunate he was only in for such a short amount of time. Two scenes because I'm like, the person who plays the son is also an amazing actor. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but like did did a great job. But like basically, he offers him an assistant coach job. Unfortunately, he passes um, right when he's getting started, and uh, his son Ben Foster is. Uh, Played by Ben Foster. His son's name is uh, Vince Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, but uh, he's completely ruining this franchise. We see a lot of GMs do this in real life. Um, and basically, he takes Stanley and says, hey, look, I know that uh, you're you're the, the the new assistant coach now, but I need you back being a scout. Uh, I mean, Vince Merrick is a huge uh, jerk in this movie. Am, am I wrong, he's Mark? He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it feels like the way that Vince treats uh, Stanley is like sort of like if Stanley was like a bully in like like middle school to him, and like just like kind of knew each other for a long time, and like Vince like, well, I finally have the upper hand on you. Like he treats him so badly, yeah. That's like, what did he do to you? Some some GMs are just like power hungry. I remember um a couple years ago, I think it was. I want to say what team? What there was a team. I got. I, I'm sure it'll come to my mind. Uh, it was either Sacramento Kings or the Cavs or something. They had a player. You know what? It was, it was the Cavs, remember, right? No, no, it was the Pelicans. It was okay. uh David okay. Griffin and uh Anthony Davis wanted to get off the Pelicans and play right. with the Lakers. Who eventually he's on the team now. Um, but. Uh, Griffin was like, "Hell no, I'm not trading him." Even though the Lakers were giving him the best package in the world that you could have for for a, a star like Anthony Davis, who doesn't want to play for you, he was so cocky. He just said no. He completely tanked the organization. There's GMs who do stuff like that. So uh, Vince Merrick is a very realistic uh, NBA GM. Um, unfortunately, a bad one, and the types that I hate that are just power hungry. Um, but basically, we have Stanley. He goes to Spain. He's doing some recruiting, and he goes and stumbles on to like a pickup game. Like, yeah, a pickup game. It's like a. It's like um, I don't know how to explain. It. It's not a pickup street game. Ball. Street ball. Yeah, street ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he like sees like a really good player, and like the guy's doing really good, and a construction worker walks in and just fucking kicks his ass absolutely uh, like yeah. kicks his ass and yeah. you realize that this is bo cruz who like was being touted for the nba and like uh things have happened is like that made that stop and him stay in spain um and he starts like we're trying to recruit bo um with from with like go to his house and uh he gets bo to america to help actually like get him seen by the Sixers and train him to be like actually a, t- a player. Um, and this is like when things get really interesting, like in my personal opinion, like we see um, it's like one of the cool things about this movie is that there's so many NBA players, in this movie play like, um, like 
Anthony Edwards is a massive role in this movie as the best name ever for a villain, Kermit. (laughs) Kermit! I'm a Muppet fan. They named the main villain Kermit. Um, And... Um, like they like start doing like the NBA draft combine stuff, like they, like yeah. see like scouting and stuff, and like yeah, like Kermit gets his fucking head. Uh- <laughs> I, I just want to say so the basketball yeah. players. I just want to talk about the basketball players real quick. So so um, because I, I want to talk about Anthony. Uh, so first of all, Bo Cruz, he's basically like the the secondary star after uh-huh. Adam Sandler. Um, his name is Juancho uh, Hernan. Her, Hernan Gomez. Yeah. I I had no idea he was in the league. I thought he was just an actor. Um, but he he's uh on the Jazz. Obviously, I had to check his stats. Not that good, but um, <laughs> he, he played. He played. He's a he's a better actor than basketball player. So I'll give him that. I mean, there's editing involved in the movie, and there's yeah. not really editing involved in basketball. So it's like sports center type of shit at the end of the game. Yeah, <laughs> but, he, but he he does a. How do you feel about uh, his portrayal as Bo Cruz? I think he did awesome, man. He did everything he needed to do, and a little bit yeah. more. Um, like it's not my favorite performance. It, it's probably one of the better performances I've seen for uh, like an NBA player. Like, I remember like being a yeah. child, like when uh, Mike Giant came out. Yeah, do you remember that movie at all? Yes, I do. Yeah, with Billy Crystal and um, oh my god, um, oh my god, what's the fuck? What's the guy's name? Uh, I'm gonna look this up right now because I feel like <laughs> I feel like you and me are the only people I remember this movie, and I really wanted to talk about this horrible movie. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, George Mirasan. Okay. Um, and it was literally Billy Crystal. It's about Billy Crystal and became friends with Andre the Giant um, mm-hmm. on the set of Princess Bride. But like, that's like. I feel like every time you see like an NBA player in a movie, they tend to not be a great actor. Yeah. Um, Kevin Garnett on Cut Gems is pretty good though. Um, I think Shaq did okay too. Um, what which movie, movie was he in? Uh, hold up. Oh, God, hold on. If you say, I think if, of... if you say Kazam, I will quit this podcast right there now. There you go, Kazam. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. It's, no. it's a big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we want to give Michael Jordan credit? Uh, Space Jam. Uh, I'll say he's effective. Yeah, he's better than um, LeBron. Ray Lewis. Ray uh, Lewis. Okay. Yeah, and he got game. Um, LeBron. LeBron does really good at playing LeBron. I don't think LeBron would be good at like a different thing than LeBron. He wasn't. Well, he yeah, he's only played himself in every movie, Twice. and that's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, He's he's good in train wreck. He's not yeah. good in Space Jam Two, but Space Jam Two has such big issues that like yeah. have nothing to do with the acting in that movie. Yeah. Um, the only person that comes off unscathed in that movie is Don Cheadle, in my personal opinion. Yes. Because um, he's like, I'm gonna have fun in this movie. Uh, but some other uh, basketball players. I mean, Boban used to be on the Sixers. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a freaking clown in this movie. He's the tall guy. He says he's like uh, 21, I think, and his son was like 10. And uh, the guy was all tall. He's just a goofball. Yeah. Um, um, uh, there's a whole lot of Sixers players like uh, Tobias Harris, um, uh, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Anthony Edwards, though, is, is a major role as well. Uh, he was the first pick, I believe, like two years ago. That's um, right, yeah. Yeah, he was on the Minnesota Timberwolves. He he killed it as Kermit. I thought he was awesome. Like, I, I, I hope – like, I don't know him too – so, like – my big like I haven't had a chance to watch basketball as much as I want to recently. Yeah. A lifelong Miami Heat fan though, like I have been following yeah. them since early as like they came out in the '88, and I remember seeing them as early as '89 when I was like four years old. Yeah. But, um, I just 
like I've always loved the Heat. They've always been my team. I used to be able to follow multiple teams. And I just follow like the Heat and Golden State now. Yeah. Um, which would have been the best playoffs ever, finals ever. But you know what? Fuck Boston. I'll say that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm with that. I'm with that. Oh yes. my God. I would have loved that series. <laughs> oh, that series would have been the best and worst thing ever for me. Uh, but like, <laughs> Because I've been a fan of the of Golden State since 2010, like when Steph Curry like became established, like that guy's really good. And yeah, yeah. But like, I like I I love I love how embedded into the NBA this movie is. You know. Yeah. Like, we even, like, uh, we even yeah. saw Kenny Smith. That's right. And then also you had things like Julius Irving too, which is awesome. Yeah, Doctor J. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I feel like I never guy? see him in anything since like the 90s <laughs> yeah no i think this movie is is great because it's literally just a bunch of people playing themselves instead of uh a bunch of characters outside of like kenny and anthony um and and bo like everyone else is just playing themselves so they don't need to pretend to and be Bobon's role is so small that like yeah he literally is there for a joke essentially and then appears at the end um, we even got uh some coaches we got uh, in, right, uh in executives like yeah uh, jay wright also, um, uh, we're skipping the Jaleel White of it all. Jaleel White was there, yes. We got yes. our fucking Urkel as a, a back of house exec, right? Yeah. Yeah, like this movie was filled with with stars, so they did a great job. But um, um, you you spoke about it a little bit, but Queen Latifah, uh, playing uh, uh, Stanley's wife, which is Teresa, yeah. she did great as well. I I think so. This is a very real issue that I have with Adam Sandler movies. It's kind okay. of like my issue with Mammoth things, where uh, Dave Mammoth, Dave Mammoth has a lot of issues. We're not going to go deep into that. It's not a play podcast, it's a okay. movie podcast. Uh, but uh, I feel like most of the women in Adam Sandler roles have no real dimension. Yeah, um, they, they're one sided. It, it is a very real issue also in this movie, too. Um, I think Queen Latifah finds some fun nuance in the small amount that she's given to actually act in this movie. But I think, like, yeah, it was great. It, it's, I do love that interracial relationship. Like, I love that so much. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree with you though, with the fact that um, it feels like every time he's playing like a family man, um, that his wife in these movies don't. They're very one sided, and I think that's because Adam Sandler team tends to either play, uh. Two, two specific things, not limited, obviously, but it's either someone who's really struggling with an issue mm-hmm. and has, like, a lot of problems and the wife is expected to be the anchor or, uh, like, the, the Peter Griffin-esque uh, character where yeah. they're the goofball and then the wife is the more serious one. Those, those are usually the two uh, uh, archetypes to see for the wives. Uh, Unless it's a movie with Drew Barrymore where she's allowed to have fun with them, which yeah. I feel the Drew Barrymore Adam Sandler movies – um, they were sort of equals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, let's go <laughs> watch the wedding singer now. <laughs> um, so I mean, throughout this movie, I'm without getting into too many specifics. It is like two hours long. Um, it's a long movie. It is, but it doesn't feel long. Like like it it, it goes well. My I have one small issue we'll talk about when we get to the ratings um, okay. and stuff like that. But like. I, for the most part, I do agree with what you're saying. Okay. Well, I mean, we see Bo and Stanley. Uh, the, the, I, my favorite part of this movie was probably the training sequence after Bo basically tanks uh, uh, one of the basketball games yeah. where they're just like playing in front of scouts and stuff. Um, it felt very like 
like a modern day take on like Rocky almost where like um uh you, you got the coach basically mm-hmm. training uh the player just to like do well and I'm glad it wasn't just like a couple minutes like this is like a, a, a like a long process <laughs> so um when I said it's just the movie I think oh okay this, this is a, the, wow we're actually having some like actual real discourse here I love this uh <laughs> okay. my biggest issue with the movie is I feel like the train montage went about the train montage is conservatively 12 minutes long. Yeah. It's a large chunk of the movie. I think if they cut out five minutes of it, we would lose nothing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I am happy that we actually get to see him, like, actually grow. And, like, all that. Like, I feel like that gives you that time and dedication. And the fact that it's hard. I do like that. But it's mm-hmm. also, like, my big thing when it comes to movies and stories <laughs> of anything is it needs to be the length of the story. If it's any longer than what the story needs to be, then it's too long. For yeah. me, in this movie, it felt a hair too long, the train montage. Okay. So, for me, I, so if it was an actor doing it, I probably wouldn't have been, and I thought it was just an actor, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. This is a, I probably wouldn't have been so invested, because usually what they do is the corny scenes where uh, the person throws it up, and then there's another shot of it going in. Right. Um, but I, since me being a basketball fan, maybe I'm a little biased. I, I enjoyed seeing like actual good like uh like skills like the dribbling um and uh the 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 drills that there was going through and everything and I, I I don't think it was really Bo that like caught me into this but I think it was Stanley's coaching style because I thought it was awesome how like he had to talk tr- like like the best coaches in my opinion are the ones who know how to get to their players to get to their full potential uh-huh. look at Eric Spolstra with Jimmy Butler yep talks trash to him and gets him fired up and then Jimmy Butler plays the best basketball possible so what Stanley does he talks trash to Bo and then he starts like he's trying to get in his head so he can get used to the fact that people are going to talk trash to you and try to get you messed up so like it's that like, piece of shit kermit yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i enjoyed it but i also i feel like if i watched it a second time i wouldn't enjoy it as much because it is it is definitely a little bit long so i do agree with you there and like also like this movie is not reinventing the wheel it's a very standard yeah. like the the actual general concept of what the movie is like the mm-hmm. guy finds a good and be a good player and makes him great um yeah. like that happens every sport there is um it's happened countless times for nba football baseball etc um and it's not like anything new what's good about this movie is the performances really like um like we we're not talking about ben foster um he is one of the great angry white men actors out there um Mm -hmm. like the fact that he started off as a Disney kid that a lot of people forget about. He was a fast forward, which is a show that I loved as a kid. And mm-hmm. then like he did like he did one teen romantic comedy, get over it. Highly recommend it. It's probably doesn't hold up, but I enjoyed it. I had my crush on Kirsten Dunst, lifelong, whatever. Um, and what I enjoy about Ben Foster is that he is also Adam Sandler like, where he's a yeah. ball of rage as a as a character, but but he blows up, I'd say, more than Adam Sandler in most movies. Um, and that's an interesting thing to see. Essentially, Adam Sandler versus Adam Sandler in a movie, you know? Because they're, like, they have these, like, long scenes where they're, like, like angry at each other. Yeah. And also, Adam Sandler can't do anything because Ben Foster is his boss. Yeah, I, I think he, he killed it because it's, like... Uh you really tend to like hate this guy. Like um, he, he, he gets so petty 
to the point where he's he's actively rooting for uh, Kermit, who he has no chance of drafting. He doesn't have a high enough draft pick, but yeah. he's actively rooting for Kermit just to beat Bo, who he could realistically get, yeah. just so uh, he can watch Stanley uh, struggle because he he challenged him. Um, and it's like uh, he really is stuck in his ways. He tried to sabotage his career with his information about having a criminal record, um, which. I totally forgot about because usually movies just like uh, just, just put their pixie dust and let them just come to America. But like, I, I totally forgot that they're screening and stuff. Um, and that's a huge part of the movie, like, especially because yeah. Stanley has a history very similar to Bo. I was th- I thought that there was going to be a point where he gets arrested. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I, it looked I, like I it was going to happen a couple yeah. times. Like, um, yeah. Um, it's I also like I love where the movie lets comedy happen. Yeah. Um, like, uh, for example, like, uh, so Stanley puts up Bo in a hotel, uh, saying it's from the Sixers, but like the Sixers probably aren't going to pay him back because it's like, it's kind of like a weird situation Stanley's put into in this movie. Yeah. Um, and you like find out that like Bo, uh, has a very interesting way of room service where he will order everything <laughs> and have a bite of everything. <laughs> like, which means like $900 bills that are like, for like a for like one item off the off the list, like for like one bit of the item, you know. Yeah, I mean that that was uh, it was both of their faults because it's like, Bo, what are you doing ordering steaks and taking one bite? And then you got Stanley lying to him the whole time, which um was also an interesting plot line because um, you see uh Stanley quit his job because he really believes in Bo, but it's like uh. There, there's definitely a lot of ups and downs in this movie, specifically with Stanley, outside of just uh, him with quitting his job and everything, and then Bo going with the criminal record. Um, but a, a whole another factor, which was pretty huge, was uh, his Bo's relationship with uh, his daughter and his mom, which I thought was uh, very fun to see when they got flown in and everything. Um, and just to see how hard he wrote for his, his daughter, I thought that it was touching almost like I really enjoyed that dynamic he had that like he really cared about, uh, about his daughter. Yeah. Like that's one of the things I love about this movie. Like there's just so much like actual heart and care to this movie. And I think that's one of the reasons why it works so, so well, you know? Yeah. Um, I also want to say fun fact, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this movie and it's a, it's one scene. He only has one line, but like this one guy named Garth that I went to high school with was like in this movie. And I was like, wait, is that Garth? And then I texted him immediately. I'm like, are you in this movie? He said, yeah, I hope you liked it. So <laughs> I was, like right before I came here, like he, he's in this movie. I thought that was freaking hilarious. Just like uh, one of those guys that you randomly interview in the movie, like about yeah. things. <laughs> so question. Like you said, okay. that you almost auditioned for this movie, I and mean, I know you're a big basketball fan. Are you a basketball player also? Like you... I mean, I do. I pl- there's a difference between playing and being. Okay. Good, would, Mark, you have, you know? would you have possibly been one of the streetball guys they plays? Um, I mean, if they seem to be like casting anybody who. So I mean, probably if if not in the streetball player, maybe it was the the scene where um uh, they had a bunch of people watching Bo play against yeah. other people for money. I probably could have been in that. Who knows? That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, also, I think the whole movie was like, shot in Philly and a little bit in New York, right? Like, even, like, the Spain stuff yeah. I heard was shot in the Philly area, which is pretty cool because they did a really good job of making it not look like America. Oh, I mean, yeah, it looked exactly like a different country. I've never actually been to Philly. Uh, it's on my list of places to go, cause, especially because it's, like, what, 90 minutes from where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in New York, for those that don't know. Uh, if you want to find me, it's easy. Uh, <laughs> please don't find me. Uh, that'd be creepy, uh, unless you know me. Uh, but... 
no, it's like the movie is real. There's a lot of care in this movie. It's like one of the things I love about like, uh, it's not my favorite movie of the year. It's like I think my Letterbox score is like four and a half stars on it when I saw mm-hmm. it. Um, what would how would I have a question for you? Since I know that you know basketball, you do know basketball more than me. I'm not ever gonna, I'm okay. never gonna deny that. What would you do if you were in the same position as Stanley? Like, where you find a player um, and you're like, okay, I think you can get to the NBA if I got te- uh, teach you the, the ropes. Like, I, and they're also like, Bo, where they're kind of rough around the edges, for lack of a better word. Listen, it, realistically, if this was real life and you're in that situation, you just got to give up on Bo because he has a criminal record. Like, like I feel like this movie... And the ending we'll talk about in a second because I feel like that's where my gripe is. Mm-hmm. This movie would be in in realistic terms like the the one percent chance of something actually going right because Bo blows the first game, he yeah. blows the combine, which is the worst thing. He already is being talked about having a criminal record. It seemed like him having a viral video moment was really the thing that got yeah. him in in that last game, which just conveniently had Brad Stevens there. Um, it was it, it was a lot of luck because in real life, you don't get this many chances, and it's kind of, in Stanley's position, hard to get more jobs. Like, like I would have took the agent uh, oh. uh, position that Kenny – or what was Kenny's character's name? Um, Leon. That yeah. Leon was offering him. I Leon's that. amazing performance. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know like, Kenny Smith can act, man. Well, like, it's that thing of, like, Leon's in that movie for, like, what, four scenes? Yeah. And, like, you see, like, the actual sad history between him and Stanley uh, throughout the movie. And, yeah, it's like, I don't know how, how this director did this, but you got some amazing performances out of basketball players. Yeah, um, like I'm trying to like, he's never. I think this is by far his biggest movie. Um, With Kenny Smith? No, no, no. Uh, well, probably Kenny Smith too. But like, yeah, like this is this director's first. Uh, okay. Nope, it's his second uh, narrative feature. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah Zager, um, amazing job with this. Like, and like, yeah, like. I don't know. I don't. There's no reason for this movie to be as good as it is. Like, like there's yeah. no way it's possible because the script is what's good too. It's mm-hmm. not just the cast. The cast is great, but like, yeah. Even even though the story is very straightforward, I feel the way I feel about this movie is kind of like, and this is completely left field. Spider Man No Way Home, where that movie is far from perfect, just like this movie is far from perfect. But Spider Man No Way Home, right, is just like uh, a fan service to spider-man fans this movie i think hustle is just a fan service to basketball fans uh-huh. where you have so many cameos uh so many references I, I can only imagine how much money was put into this movie because my god they rented out like everything um but uh they they just gave uh so much love and i guess just like shout out to not only philly natives but just basketball fans in general like you're just uh it's just uh it's just fun like i don't know like it it's meant to take seriously, but you, you're you're more so impressed with uh, the the amount of love and work that kind of went uh-huh. into it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the Netflix hasn't released their uh, their production budgets. Normally, it's like a massive movie. Um, I don't. So the and this is probably a mid tier mar- uh, movie from Netflix. So I have no idea the budget they didn't release it. But I do agree with you. What I was about Spider Man No Way Home. 
Um, for me, uh, when I saw it, I loved every second I saw it like four times. I love every second of it. It's my favorite phase for uh, Marvel movie by a long shot. It's actually like for a second there, it was also my top five Marvel movies. I think it's like at six right now, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think it's just outside my top five or just barely in my top five. But it's mm-hmm. the thing of I mean, the service is done correctly. It's not just fan service. It's like actual just service to like yeah. characters and like like what we love about movies and storytelling. So I guess so. What was your gut reaction? Because there, there's only like a couple more like real important parts I want to talk about. Um, and then if you have anything, you can bring it up. Um, so what was your reaction when Kermit got into Bo's head the second time during the NBA Combine? I got really upset. Yeah. Like I like actually got that weird pit in my stomach upset that like that happened to me at the end of Infinity War, uh, where I was like very disappointed and just mad. Like, I don't think we've ever talked about this before as human beings, but the reason I don't like Chris Pratt is because of Infinity War. Oh. Okay. Uh I'm and the funny thing is I'm a fan of Guardians of Galaxy One and Two. Yeah. Like I like I don't like him anymore because of how dumb his character was in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is insane because he's not Star Lord; he lives mm-hmm. on Earth. Uh, but like, um, to get back to the question, um, we spent so much time in this movie. At this point, I think it was like ninety-five minutes or so. Um, was like when that second time happens when Kermit gets into his head. And it was like, no, Bo, you're better than this. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Like, I've had like I've had a fight for people that I love, where I have to scream stop at them, um, yeah. like to shake them out of it. And I almost found myself saying that in this movie, which I think I guess is a good thing in theory. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 don't do it. like, like Bo is a really sensitive character, and it feels like even though he grew some tough mental toughness. And some physical toughness. Uh, Kermit just knew where his soft spots were, uh, which kind of transitions to my only portion of the movie where I didn't like. Uh-huh. So I, I, you know, he was getting flown back to Spain. It's unfortunate, but like I figured out, the figure that they were going to find a way to keep him there. And the the movie Pitch, Pixie Dust comes out where uh, you know uh, Leon has a spot for him. Whatever, cool, that's fine. So when you get to the actual basketball portion, I even though we were seeing Bo like beat Leon and uh, shout out Trey Young and Aaron Gordon and all those and John Collins and all the other players that were playing, but um, I I was kind of like Kermit. I, I don't know if he was talking trash to him on that court as well, but it almost felt like uh, like Kermit forgot to talk trash to him or something on the yeah. court, and like Bo was just like killing him. I'm like, it, like maybe he's talking trash to him, and Bo's just like uh, unfazed because at the very end when he's on the Celtics, like uh, Adam Sandler says something to me, he said, "Ah, that doesn't bother me anymore." I really wish we had shots of like Kermit like saying some crazy stuff to Bo, and then Bo's just like, "I don't care," you know, like like maybe that would have been more satisfying. 
fine, but it just felt like Kermit was just like, hey, I'm done talking trash now. Like, you know, you can do whatever you want. It's like, we're now equals. We're the NBA. <laughs> everyone's equal to the NBA. And like, yeah. You know, like, Rainbow, like, he, like, everyone just floats happily. Yeah. <laughs> and you just got, like, the most important GM, not Scout, like, one of the most important GMs, Brad Stevens, just sitting there. Oh, this guy's good. I don't care about his past and all that stuff like everyone else. Uh, uh, Stanley, we'll talk. And then now he's on the Celtics. Like, if it was that easy, I'm just like, uh, like, well, like, what's up? What's the point of all this struggle that he's been going through? And like, we all talk about that all in the, in the in our episode. Like, like he becomes famous because of social media. Yeah. Like, there's no way in hell that the guy would not know who Bo was until that moment, anyways. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh, who's this guy? Who's this guy?" Y'all know who he is. He's been all Whoa, over the news. He's been, like, fucking all over the internet. Yeah, right. the, yeah. The the ending was the only portion where I'm just like, everyone just has a sudden like moment of amnesia and doesn't remember anything that just happened. I mean, like when you have a player that has a history of violence, you're making a choice if you want them on your team or not. Like that's a lot of violence yeah. potentially. That's a lot of like bad drama. That's a lot of bad juju. Yeah, um, that's a lot of potentially bad. Yeah. Um, and like it seems like Bo is mostly over, but he's still like eight feet tall and like strong as hell. And you like rip someone apart by accident if he wanted to. Yeah. So I guess Mark. I mean, I don't know if you have any other like hot points that you want to talk about this movie, but if not, do you want to get into our ratings for this? Um, there was something I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. It was like it was cool. Like even like the small things in the movie, like. I thought it was really funny seeing like Heidi Gardner in like a two scene role, uh, mm-hmm. Heidi Gardner from SNL, um, as um, as Merrick's daughter. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, um, I've bear- bad news for you, or hey, I have good news for you. Uh, but I was like, keep it away from my brother. My brother is horrible. Uh, I don't know. I I just, it's a really well cast movie. It's there's a lot of care to this movie, mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, like. And I really am mad at Netflix for not distributing this in theaters, like properly. Yeah. yeah, this this I feel like this could have been a great movie for uh, theaters specifically because um, what's the other sports movie that just came out? Uh, uh, the one with Will Smith about Serena Williams. Oh, uh, um, King Richard. Yeah, I like I like give us more sports movies. Did that sell? I don't theater. like. Did that even sell tickets? Like I don't like. Know. Well, like we had it at my job, and it never really was popular. I remember there was like mad, uh, like okay. promo for it. Did it did not make money, but it made forty billion. Like the budget was high, and okay. it made forty billion dollars. So it's not terrible. It's something. Yeah, it's something. I guess. Um, was that just the states? I think so. It, nope, it was fifteen point one in America, and then twenty three in Canada, uh, and other in other. Sorry, uh, twenty three in worldwide. So it's, that's, that's like thirty eight. I yeah. mean, it wasn't a big hit. I I ended up only seeing it at home because I. It, that's a long fucking movie. Um, I think it's a great movie. I think he deserved the Oscar. I don't think anything else that happened that night was good or merited. That doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not talking about the Oscars right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, like I think that there was, I think Netflix gets scared when it comes to Sandler because they have this yeah. giant deal with him, and most of the movies he made with him have not been good. Like, to the fact that, like, the movie Hubie Halloween, which is not a good movie, is considered one of the better ones. And it's a fun movie, but, like, because it's a throwback to old school Sandler, where it's, like, very silly and stupid. Stupid. Yeah. yeah, stupid. That's the word. Put down the shirt. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's that thing of, I think Netflix got scared. They were like, oh, let's hope Hustle does well. 
Like I, I know it was released in theaters in New York at least for like five days. Yeah. And that's a big it, issue with Netflix. Like if they wanna like if they want people to see their movies and make their stocks go up, the ones that are good should get released in theaters. Like, is this gonna get Oscar nominations? No. But is it a fun time? Yeah. You will want to see, you want to see this in theater with an audience. I yeah. think like this movie better with an audience. Okay. Interesting. I never even thought about it in that perspective. But that's that's a good that's a good uh that's a good thought. Like sports movies, I feel like are always more effective in the theater. Okay. But I remember being a kid. I don't watching... think I've ever seen a sports movie in the theater. Really? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm I had to say and think about. It. I'm like even things like like seen... Coach Carter that were like. No, really... I've, I've all seen them either in school or just like at home alone. Wow. But yeah. I mean, it's that thing of like you get to like watch a movie and like potentially cheer along with the mm-hmm. audience and like get the good sports emotions. Like nothing beats watching a, a basketball game live. I mean, we both know that. Yeah. Like you gotta you know, try it out. How this rent rent out one of those AMC's, uh, fill it with all your friends, uh, and then show hustle, and then let me know how it is. You know what? One, I'm glad that you actually said that. One gripe that I will have, outside of the beginning, uh, game with Bo in doubt, whoever that was in Spain, we never got to see a whole round of a game, uh, with Bo in this movie. I mean, I guess sort of the Tobias Harris game as well, but like yeah. we we never really got to see like a serious game outside of the very first scene where like it's beginning to end because it always got interrupted with Bo blowing up on someone that was over. The the thing about sports movies is that, like you said, you want to root, you see like uh, the person finally win something, uh-huh. you know, that I feel like that's also just a, like one factor that's missing from this whole equation. Yeah. Yeah. But. All right, uh, Mark. What are, I mean, what are you going to rank this movie? I like. Uh, let me go first because you actually you did it first last time. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna give this movie, and it's going to add a little bias just because I'm such a fan of basketball. Uh-huh. I just enjoyed all the cameos. I'll give it. I'm trying to decide. I'm going to give it a seven. No. I'm going to give it a six and a half. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I really loved watching it. And I think the acting from some characters was phenomenal. Um, and I just like, I'm like I said, I'm just biased with like the whole Philly thing. I can't, I want to give it a seven. I'm, I might bump it up. I'm like in between like a six and a half and a seven. Um, I got to figure it out. How you? That's how I always go things. Yeah. Um, so out of 10, I assume that was not like six and a half. Yeah. Out of five. 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so um, I'm laughing so hard right now on the inside uh, because when we were when we decided on this movie, in my heart of hearts, I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna be higher in this movie than Isaiah," um, especially because I have such a gripe with that train montage. Like, I really feel like train montages should be no more than three or four minutes, unless it's, like, on ESPN, and yeah. it's, like, you like seeing a whole season long, or, like, a person, like, real growth. But this is a movie. Like, yeah. movies aren't real. We're not... Bo is not a real player. Yeah. Uh, um, but the movie is such a great, strong balance of everything, even though some of the writing is kind of shoddy, some of the moments are kind of weak. Yeah. Um, 7 out of 10 newsy hats that Ben Foster wears Okay. Uh, while giving bad news. <laughs> Got it. We're around the same area then. Yeah. No, I really yeah, thought like thing. I was convinced you were like an 8 or a 9. I was about to do a 7 or a seven or a 6.5. I'm like, I don't know. I might do, I'm going to do 6.5 just to, just to keep it exciting. Um, 
I can't give it. Like, I knew I was gonna be higher than you on everything we're all at once yeah. last week. When like when we we're like, oh, we'll talk about it. And then like I knew you liked it more after we talked about it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm gonna refer this to specifically any of my friends who are like basketball fans. Um, like this movie, one... I do wonder how this movie would work for someone that is not a basketball fan. Exactly. You see, that's where that's where my concern comes from. Like, like I want are someone like. Care? Like I want someone to watch this movie and tweet at us uh, at Apol Bangers at Mark Levy eighty five. Yeah. That's not a basketball fan to watch this movie, and just let us know how you feel about it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we got a couple tweets last week. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that I, I incorporated into my review. Hey, uh, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, should we go on to our next part of the show? Which yeah, we can a lot less. Or... Yeah, yeah. Uh, which one do you want to talk about? Uh, uh, I, I guess we should do uh, the second review. Uh, okay, so so this will be a very short review. Yeah. Of and we figured uh, out for those that don't know, we figured out like how we're gonna do this a little bit better than yeah. like it's not gonna be like a thirty minute thing. It's gonna be like five yeah. to ten minutes. This was like five to ten minutes. It's not. This was a. Uh, it's a kids' film, so it makes it a little bit easier to digest. Um, this was Detective Pikachu. For those Pokemon fans out there, you know I'm a super uh, Pokemon fan. Um, we see Ryan Reynolds uh, shockingly play a great job as a <laughs> as a Pokemon. Um, basically, just doing detective work. Uh, they, I do believe there was a. Was there a Detective Pikachu video game? I have to check. Uh, there was. I looked it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally forgot about that. But there there was a video game and it was based off of that. Um, how did you feel about Detective Pikachu? Right. So, like, another thing we decided when we were uh, figuring out how the wheel mechanics would work for the following week, then the yeah. person who did not choose the movie would talk a little bit more, take more of the lead on it. Um, yeah. I have seen Detective Pikachu. I saw it opening week. I thought it was fine. Uh, very easy summer fluff. Um, I watched it again last night. Um, and I have the exact same opinion. Um, it's yeah. a wannabe Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which isn't a bad thing at all. Um, yes. I'm not yes. a big Pokemon person. Like, that's a real yeah. thing for me. I don't love Pokemon. Um, I was a hair too old. Like, I was at the higher end of fandom, of age of fandom when it got popular in the States. So yeah. I only really played, like, the first four or five games. Yeah. Um, and then played a little Pokemon Go when everyone else was playing Pokemon Go for that summer and breaking our cell phone batteries. Uh, I I don't have a strong opinion about this movie, uh, either negative or positive. It's very much, a, for me, it's the epitome of it. it's a hot outside. Let's get inside where it's cold movie. Yeah, it's um. So for me, I'm a super fan of Pokemon. Uh, I loved seeing like uh, the little cameos between Pokemon, like uh, specifically like the Mister Mime. I thought that was freaking hilarious. That's um, a great sequence, yeah. But but my issue with this movie, not even just Roger Rabbit. I think in modern days, right now, we have better examples of what this is supposed to be where right. it's supposed to be like an iteration of like an animated or a video game property and then like have them mixed in with the real world and just see like the different dynamics i as a recent i think the sonic movie and i think the chip and dale movie do what this movie is trying to do way better and why i say that i think oh i mean it's Hot take, but Smurfs and Alvin and the Chipmunks as well. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I feel like the the strength with this movie is just like uh, the Pokemon, obviously, but the humans 
just feel like so one dimensional almost. I don't exactly I don't know like they're like really good actors in this movie. Like Bill Nike is in this movie. Yeah. And like, like there's just a really awesome cast. Like Justice Smith does a really great job of acting along with like a, a thing that's not even there, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like it's like I it's I'm happy this movie made money. I'm happy people like this movie. I feel like if I was a very fan of Pokemon, I'd be a lot more excited because like the thing that gets you excited in this movie is like, oh, there's this Pokemon, there's that Pokemon. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's a cute little anime creature that I heard the name of. Yeah, like like I don't think you need to even really be a Pokemon fan to watch this movie. So I mean, maybe that's a strength. I, I for me as a fan, I was like, uh, you know, like like it didn't feel so. And I'm I'm not a a big fan service person. I don't know. I hope this podcast doesn't uh, make it sound like that. But it's like um, I feel it's kind of interesting that this goes side by side with Hustle because it's like I don't feel like this really ex- like shows like the love that it could have went into this movie. Like it, it feels like it, I'm not going to call it a cash grab, but it felt like it was just like something like, "Hey, take this. We're going to take your money." You like they're just benefiting off the Pokemon name. I do love how, like, in my mind, in theory, both these movies are so similar. It's like, yes, <laughs> Hustle and Pokemon Detective. I first off hate the fact that it's called Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Oh, Pikachu. <laughs> I never heard anyone say Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Um, like, I was like, searching this movie, it's so much harder to find a detective than it is Pokemon. Colon yeah. Pikachu. It's like, I don't know. Like, I'm happy I saw it again. Um, it's a movie my girlfriend loves. Yeah. Uh, but like it and now I'm seeing like a like a fucking like old stodgy dude who's like, I don't like these kids. I I love fucking yeah. like, like if like go when you guys get a chance to see Marcelo Shaw's shoes on, watch it. It made me feel all the emotions and I loved it. Also, mm-hmm. like I want to see Light Years, so I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but that's you know, that's that I should do that soon before it goes out of theaters. Uh yeah. it flopped hard and it's not selling. Um, but that's a whole also, I also want to say here I can put it on the screen. Um because this <laughs> this is one of the gripes I do have. Yeah, I mean obviously they're not gonna be serious, but I want you yeah. to see this when I say this. I was confused why half of the Pokemon were covered in fur. Like why is Jigglypuff furry? Um Jigglypuff's my dude too. Like I fucking love Jigglypuff. Uh, I don't know. Like what they were doing with Jigglypuff. Like, Jigglypuff like this was, is what Jigglypuff looks Jigglypuff like. Jigglypuff is supposed to look like Kirby, but like a little yeah. small head. Like, like half of the Pokemon were covered in fur. I, I was confused by that. It, it gave me I, nightmare I vibes, you know? Like, let's like make these cuter. Like it's like it's kind of like, it's like let's make this cuter, but they all were like, let's choose like the original animation for Sonic the Hedgehog in the movies. Like yeah. make it cuter, but like realistic. Yeah, I'm like, just just do what people love about it. Like, don't like, you're not reinventing the wheel here. The wheels are even yeah. invented. Like, just make a, a fan service movie, and everyone's gonna watch it. I'm like, like these movies aren't meant to be taken too seriously, right? It's a kid's property. Yeah. Like, like no one's gonna be going here for the Oscar. They're just going here to have a fun time. Of just give me a bunch of quips. So I mean, it was a, it was a cute movie. Um, all in all, not to go too did, too long with did this. You get one. emotional in the end of the movie. Uh, as emotional as someone could get, I'm not really. Like, <laughs> I like, I'm like, okay, like. Wait, 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 I love the phrase "as emotional as someone could get." In my brain, like goes straight to like hardcore, like snot crying. Snotty. Like, <laughs> did like, you? Like, no, God, no. Oh, okay. I laughed. 
Oh my god! Like, I was like, "This is cute, fine." Like, if you want me to feel emotions as a kid's movie, just show me Toy Story three. I'll be snot crying. Boom! There you go. Or find like, an emo or I've something. Only, fun fact: I've only seen Toy Story three one time because uh-huh. I'm not able to handle that movie any more than one time. When uh, when they were about to go to the incinerator, that was a crazy moment, man. Like uh, when I saw that movie, I saw like, opening day like in a story, and I remember like the whole audience was like 25 years old. There was like a couple of families, <laughs> and it was like that weird sold out, but 33 percent full theater, like where we're <laughs> apart, and we all yeah. have our popcorn and soda, we're laughing, and like last events happened, and you just hear like a fucking pin drop because we're all snot crying, uh, <laughs> all like uh, early adults just snot crying in the movie theater watching toys about to be destroyed. Yeehaw. So, all in all, Mark, uh, what's going to be your your final ranking for uh, Detective Pikachu? Uh, uh, since I gave my first last all time. All right. So, uh, um, again, I am happy I saw this again, just because like I think it's important to revisit movies after the hype has died down. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm going to give this four point eight side ducks out of ten. That's the same exact one I was gonna do for. Oh yeah, I forget who it was, but I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm gonna refine your name and I'm gonna put it in the next podcast. Thank you for suggesting that uh, we give an item. So so that means last time. So the, for hustle it was basketball. This is this is side ducks. Um, I was I was gonna give four side ducks as well. Actually, um, like like it was it did its job. But it could have been better. I've seen better versions like, of, of this movie. If the movie's two minutes longer, I hate this movie. Yeah. Like, the yeah. movie is, like, 100 minutes. Not even, like, with credits, it's not even 100 minutes. But, like, I'm, like, it's literally, like, oh, my God, it's 100 degrees outside. That movie theater is cold. Let's go watch it. Like, it's a cash it's, grab, man. It's a cash grab. Yeah. At the day. That's all it is. Okay. But I'm happy right. to be able to watch it. No, yeah, let's, let's talk about this wheel, right? Like, should we yeah, agree what we have on the wheel right now? Um, so for sure. All right. Wheel for us. So, um, you know, I'll put the list on every tweet like yeah. we do it usually. But so, Detective Pikachu is off of our list. So, um, should I put? So here, here's my thing. Should I uh-huh. put uh, the next movie that I'm adding? Uh, in the place that Detective Pikachu was at, or should I just um, put, it, put it at the bottom and then we shuffle the like? Is that okay? That, oh, there is a shuffle button. Yeah, all right, cool. I used so, to use that all the time uh, when I used to host games. Um, so I'm going to replace Detective Pikachu with Dune. I did not see Dune yet. Ooh, that's uh, fine. I would I love really to really want to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I want to clarify something. Uh, 1984 or 2021. 2021. Okay, good, because 84 is terrible. Uh, <laughs> I'll put, I'll put it uh, there. Yeah, I put the, I put in. Uh, All right, so we should say what our ten movies on this list are for those yes. that are interested in remembering. Um, all right, so um, do your five first. I'll try to remember my five. Okay, I mean it's right here if you need me to yeah. close up. I can't. Um, let me see. Let me double your. You can make it a full yes, screen. I did. Too, yep, I, did. I just said, right. yep, yep. So uh, I put. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, probably way better than the Detective Pikachu one. So I'll sit that automatically off the bat, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, The Batman, and Squid Games in Dune 2021. And Mark, what were your picks? Uh, the Great Dictator by Charlie Chaplin, Edie Raoul by Paul Martels, Haosu, I don't remember who directed it, Atlantics by Mia Dio, and um, oh my god, uh, 
uh, uh, The Worst Person in the World by Joachim uh, uh, Trier. All right. So I'm going to shuffle it. Let's do it three times. I'm afraid that we're going to land in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's going to be like basic me. I like, would hate that. So- <laughs> so let's do it this way. Let's, like, let's say this. If it lands on Chippendale, we will spin again automatically. All right. So I, I randomized it three times. Here we go. Let's see what we land on. Oh, my God. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> I was so close to having watched Chippendale. <laughs> I love right. how it's never going to land on one of my movies. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to re- you want to redo it? It's up to you. I don't care. Let's redo it. Let's. Okay. We want a Mark movie this week. Rolling <laughs> okay. We want to. We want a Mark movie Eight this hours. week. So for those that don't that don't know, Atlanta Ghostbusters Afterlife, a movie that we'll definitely be talking about soon. Ooh, ooh, yeah, oh, I'm so excited. I've never seen a podcast about this one before. Uh, All right. On uh, House, also known as House Two, uh, okay. absurd Japanese horror comedy. Uh, from the 70s uh, and it's amazing uh, and it's directed by, uh, and produced by Nobi, Nobu Hiku uh, Obayashi. Uh, All right. Very excited about that. So we also have another fun. piece of business we have to go about for next week. Uh, okay. I figured we should do this on the air. What, do we, what, movie, what new movie do we want to have as our main part of the review next week? <sighs> That's a good question. Um... Uh, I, you see Jurassic? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to do Jurassic because Jurassic yet, is yet. screaming at you um, <laughs> about how much that movie is terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about the Black Phone? Okay. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I know you like horror. I like horror. All right, uh, the Black Phone reviews. Reviews. It's going to be fun. Um, and it'll go good theming-wise to a certain extent with Haosu. All right, I haven't, I haven't, I, I, I was very impressed with, uh, with hustle. I'm, I'm willing to try another new one this week. So let's do uh, the black phone. So next week, guys, tune in. We'll be doing the black phone and, uh, how to. I'm so excited about this. It's gonna be fun. We got a, we got a creature feature, man. It's gonna be awesome. Hell yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, so for those who are, are tuning in, thank you so much for uh, listening to At The Movies Podcast. If you enjoy what you're listening to, please drop a review because you know what to do. Um, you can give us five. If you don't like it and you want to give us four, don't rate at all. Just wait till next episode. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you so much. If uh, For anyone who wants to listen to any of our other podcasts, um, you can find us at The Silent Podcast on YouTube or under, uh, Silent Underscore Podcast on Twitter. Um, and you can find us on all audio platforms at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Outcast, and all the other fun stuff. Um, you can just find it on all of our pages. Uh, every little bit helps. And thank you for streaming. We now uh, have an ad, uh, a paid ad. So every listen gives That's us some exciting. money. So there you go. Like um, but Mark... Thanks for joining me once again. Um, where can people find you? What's you up to? Uh, thank you, Isaiah. It's always a blast. I'm really, really honored with uh, being part of the podcast family. Like, it's been so much fun so far. Can't wait to see how this grows for me. And like, it feels nice. I like, remember like when we hit a nice milestone with our first episode. You're like, hey, we're there. I'm like, cool. Uh, it feels nice. Like, it, and only bigger and better um, as we become better hosts with each other. I love that. Yeah. Uh, to find me, I'm very easy to find. At Mark Levy on everything, at Mark Levy eighty five on everything. That's gonna be your uh, Instagram, your Twitters, your uh, my uh, letterbox. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the movie that I cannot talk about 
uh, in detail is Triangle of Sadness. I cannot wait till I can talk about that in detail. Um, mm. It's fun. Uh, that's all I can say. Um, yeah, uh, I'm really excited to get fucking weird with you next week, Isaiah. <laughs> I'm excited too. Um, and lastly, uh, you can find me at Eight Ball Bangers on all streaming platforms, like usual. Um, you can find me here on Silent Podcast talking about movies, Total Drama Island, uh, the Marvel Podcast, which I'm actually going to right after this, so that should be fun time. Um, and then you can find me by the time you hear me next week. The Bryce Isaiah Purple Podcast, uh, Purple Pants Podcast, should be out where we do our monthly podcast where we rank music. Should be a fun time. And lastly, if you haven't already watched our RHAP uh, Big Brother Patreon, I mean, no, the RHAP Big Brother Podcast uh, podcaster. It was uh-huh. a random simulation. Thing. I cannot wait to watch it. I'm so excited. Like I'm, I'm close <laughs> to like. It's like coming up on my uh podcast sure so i'm very excited uh, I, uh, I i pulled out my samurai swords man i, was, I, was I saw that oh, I love it. <laughs> um but until next week we're gonna talk about some scary movies uh this is uh us signing out have a good one bye bye